Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Welcome to the Midwife Pip Podcast Bite Size, the home of all things pregnancy, birth and motherhood. This week, I am sharing with you some golden moments and nuggets of information that will change your pregnancy, birth, or postpartum journey for the better. You'll find the full episode linked in the description. But for now, wherever you are, let's dive into some short but transformative chats. Today's clip is from episode 27 with expert Dr. Brooke Vandermolen, chatting about vaginal tearing during birth. In this clip, we share must-know tips on how to reduce your risk and what tearing actually involves so that you feel prepared, not scared. We've got lots of different types of tears. We grade them from grade one to grade four, depending on how severe they are. Grade one being really like a graze, like when you cut your knee. Um, And interestingly, the the vagina um, and the perineal area, much like your mouth, because they're so vascular, they're they're given a lot of blood supply and they heal generally very quickly from any kind of minor wounds. Like if you had a cut inside your mouth, probably heals a lot quicker than it would on your knee. Um, And yeah, the same is true in the vagina. So things like a, a little graze, um, little little cuts that you might sustain, which we would call like a grade one tear, you barely would even notice. So that is included in that stat of 90%. Um, and, and most people, most of those tears would probably grade, be grade one or grade two. Grade two would be very slightly deeper and we might insert a few stitches in, in that. But again, you know, no lasting effect. No, no, you, you may not even be aware that it's happened, especially if you've got an epidural and really nothing to worry about at all. Grade three and four tears are um, the more severe types of tears. And those are the ones that I think it's important to be aware of. Uh, and that's when we say we want to try to avoid tearing, you can't avoid all tearing because a lot. some of it is just going to be inevitable. Some of it is just going to be the way that your skin is, the way that your muscles are, um, and, and it's completely acceptable to have, you know, a grade one or grade two tear, but grade three and four involve the anus. Um, and that can have longer term implications um, if you tear in that direction and you involve kind of the anal sphincter, which is what um, kind of keeps your rectum closed, keeps your poo where it should be. Uh, and so if that is torn and isn't repaired properly, it can lead to problems later on, for example, like leaking um, farts or when you when you aren't aware of it or um, leaking stool as well. So those problems are very, very rare as a kind of complication of birth, but that is what 
I think we we worry about when it comes to tearing, whereas grade one, grade two, really not a problem. And that's why I see, yes, 90% of women may have some form of tear, but the vast, vast majority will be grade one or grade two. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Two. Yeah, that's a really great point, isn't it? And actually, when we talk about such high statistics, I think rather than feeling sort of scared or off put by that, it's really important that we do talk about it. Otherwise, it becomes one of those massive women's health taboos. And we all know there's so many out there that we don't talk about. So then when it happens to you, you feel like you're the only one when actually you can pretty much guarantee most of your friends and family have been in the exact same boat. We just don't talk about it because we don't know. So it's important that we use that statistic not to make people feel scared, but actually to make them realise that this is a common thing, we need to talk about it so that then women don't feel alone or isolated if they sustain some kind of trauma following birth. And also sometimes that actually the flip side happens and the only stories you hear are people that have had terrible, you know, third and fourth degree um, tears and, you know, have problems with incontinence. And actually, if you haven't really heard any stories of people that had a tear and were fine, you'll probably think, well, if I have a vaginal birth, this is going to happen to me and it's going to be the end of the world. And like you said, I think it's just about normalizing it. This is part of the process of birth. It will probably happen to everybody that has a baby, whether it's on your first baby or not. And it's really not anything to worry about. Uh, and you won't automatically mean you're going to get one of those more, more severe ends of the kind of spectrum. And if you do, again, we can repair it and there's a lot we can do to help you. So try not to read too much into the scare stories, I would say. Definitely, definitely. And that goes with all things childbirth, doesn't it? Oh my goodness, the stories that are out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a wonder we're still doing it. Um, the other thing, Brooke, that pops up that I think is quite useful for women to understand is what an episiotomy is, because that's another thing that sometimes fills people with horror. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so an episiotomy is when uh, the midwife or the doctor that is delivering your baby makes deliberately makes a cut or makes an incision in your perineum. Uh, and that is in this country now given in what we call a mediolateral direction. So we... The idea is to avoid you tearing vertically downwards. So from where the entrance to your vagina is towards the anus, because we want to avoid you tearing and affecting the kind of the the muscles and the, the sphincters of the anus. So we try to divert any tears that may occur by making a cut out to the side. So we kind of do it down and out. Um, if you kind of imagined a clock, it's like a seven o'clock direction. Now, the the reasons, there are mainly two reasons we do an episiotomy. Um, The first reason is if we um, really need your baby to be delivered quickly. And so in an ideal situation, you know, people think, oh, me as an obstetrician, all I want to do is intervene. That's not true. In an ideal, I really want, you know, um, kind of 
no intervention, vaginal birth, and that we want to kind of watch and be available on hand, but not necessarily have to get involved in deliveries. Um, so uh, in an ideal situation, you'll be pushing because you'll be fully dilated, pushing your baby out. Baby will be descending nicely to the perineum. And we take that part quite slowly. As the baby's head is crowning and it's stretching the perineum, we like to give it plenty of time for those tissues to be stretched by the baby's head as it comes through, which uh, also again reduces the risk of tearing. Um, and we kind of also assist with some gentle perineal massage as the baby's head comes out um, and applying some gentle pressure, basically to reduce the risk of it um, tearing by coming through very quickly. However, if we're monitoring your baby and your baby's heart rate is dropping and we are worried about your baby and we need this process to happen quickly, um, what we can do, um, and this is only at the point when baby's crowning anyway, so it can't be done earlier on, but if, if baby is about to be born and we just are worried, we can make that incision and often that expedites the delivery, makes that little part of that final bit of the delivery happen a bit quicker. Um, so that that's a situation where it where it can be helpful another situation where it can be helpful um, is when we're trying to reduce the risk of you having a third or a fourth degree tear so again it is not to reduce the risk of you having any form of tear because we cannot prevent that and quite you know often you may have an episiotomy and have a second degree tear somewhere else which is absolutely fine but the thing we're trying to avoid is having a third or a fourth degree tear um, and if when we are um, you know examining you when we're helping to deliver your baby um, and we feel that there's not really much space there um, the tissues the tissues are quite um, fixed in position they're not really stretching as they should we would be worried that as the baby's head comes through it will just all tear rather than stretch. And so again, as a preventative measure, we can put in an episiotomy to reduce the risk of those of those tears happening. Um, and another situation where we might do it to reduce the risk of tears happening would be if you were having an instrumental delivery. So if we are doing a foot you know, recommending you to have a forceps birth um, or a Vontus, so a suction cup, those can, those instruments can slightly increase the risk of you having those more um, severe forms of tear. So we almost always give you an episiotomy. Um. I hope you enjoyed this bite-sized clip and why not go ahead and share it with others. If you want more, go back and listen to the full episode linked in the description. Before you go, please, can you do one more thing? make sure you've hit that subscribe button as it helps me and the podcast reach out to and support even more women with crucial expert and reliable information through the podcast. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.